you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What he does for them uh, changes the dynamic, uh, uh, you know, on how you attack that team. So if you take Le'Veon Bell away, now you say, now I'm going to force the running game to beat me mm-hmm. because I'm not. I'm going to sit on Antonio Brown. I'm going to m- not let you get these guys going, right? You, you can't do that when you have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. So he's the key to opening up all the other pieces that's on the board. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. I hope all's well wherever you are. Happy 4th of July, Independence Day, red, white, and blue, all that. Things in Studio 66 are ready to roll as pro football season's kickoff draws ever closer. There you just heard number 36, Hall of Famer from the black and gold, which I guess if he's a Hall of Famer, he's a black and gold and gold guy. Jerome Bettis weighing in on another Steelers great at running back number 26, Levy and Bell. We'll see what goes down there as training camp draws closer for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the other 31 teams in the NFL. It's almost here. This By the end of this very month in which we now sit, all those teams, your favorite one and your least, least favorite one, will all be toiling, sweating it up. I don't know where. Some weird place. Uh, these places, I don't understand the premise of going to the hottest. Hofstra, Bourbon A. But like the, uh, I know New Orleans. The Saints are smart enough. They go up to West Virginia, where it gets plenty. Oh, right. Steamy. Well, they used to go to Metairie, and now you're right. They now go up to the Greenbrier. I think was something that Sean Payton brought to them. That'd be the worst, right? You wouldn't want to do that, or would it be worse, in fact, to have to then go like if you're the Cardinals? Although it's it's so much different than it used to. Like they're in the desert, but it's so much different than it used to be because a lot of teams now just stay home. 
they don't even have, they don't even leave town. Yeah, they stay uh, indoors in Arizona. They're not. They're they not, do. I think so. Yeah, that's a hundred and you're talking 110, 115 degrees. Um, I would assume the majority of their stuff is done indoors. But that's a, that you know, as someone and you lived in Chicago for a while, so you know what summers are like. And I always say to people, yeah, hey, winters are terrible, and and there's a reason why I've been in LA for 27 years, and I have zero interest in moving back there. But the oppressive summers, you get into the late July to mid August, mid mid July to mid August is it 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 forces you to get on your knees and look to the sky and say dear god aren't the winners bad enough well, in this here, part of the world the that double you have to whammy, do this to us? right because it's it's as though the people who made the city and i know that the city was erected at m- the majority of it after uh, the the cow knocked over the whatever the Miss Bessie's lamp. cow, yeah, knocked over, and burnt it down. They rebuilt it. Bring architects. The city of Chicago. Yeah, they built Turn it the back up, there. and that was you know that was 150 years ago. But now they didn't install air conditioning into most of the places there. That's where that's what kills you, right? It's, that because Chicago is not perceived to be standardly in Los Angeles. Everybody has AC, pretty much, right? Or am I living? Well, no, the- not on the on the on the coast. You don't because you get the the ocean. Oh, right, right. So if the ocean, you get the breeze. The but if you're in a valley, yes, everybody has yeah. AC. That's it's an assumed. irrigated desert. So you know that's what the valley is. I mean, unless you're on the water, the majority of Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles area, is just irrigated desert. But that you is talk what we about are. you talk about narratives and such, and, yes. and how to. If if it made yes, the summers are in fact they're they're demonstrably worse than they are in Los Angeles, yes. and yet everybody has AC here <laughs> right. and not in Chicago because I guess the people just bought the the thing when like well we don't need it because we're uh, we're we it snows it's cold, here yeah. right we Super don't need cold. the AC anyhow you hear his voice there he is a son of Chicago but a uh, a transplant for like three decades now. Isn't that crazy? Something. He's also uh, the voice of uh, your Los Angeles Chargers. He is uh, he is one half of the greatest radio show in all the land, Petros and Money, on AM570 here in Los Angeles. I'm sure they're going to be buzzing about NBA basketball for the next couple of weeks here. And uh, and also you can track down that uh, the greatest podcast, I mean the greatest uh, radio show in all the land. If you go to iHeartRadio, it's Petros and Money once again. Here he is, everybody. It's Matt Money-Smith. Skinny legs, a golden voice, a play-by-play analyst. Matt Money Smith, got bad eyesight. He's a Chicago guy. Anyway, yeah, let's let's cut that out. You know what? A, a, a Just sincere, get the skinny legs. A, a sincere shout out, uh, best our pal Dick Banks, whose uh, whose family's going through some stuff Ooh. there. That's his voice right there, and uh, another son of Illinois. Best to him and uh, and the rest of the family. Yeah, he's there. A champ. Yeah, he's a, what, absolute what a, champ. What a, a sweetheart. Anyway, money back from vacation. Where'd you go? Your pictures. Anybody who follows money at Matt Money Smith um, on Twitter or Instagram and otherwise. Has got I, it was hard to it not was a lot really, of activity. It was a good quiz. Yeah, where am a, I? Yeah, it was a tough. I didn't know where you were going. Did I say already where he was? Not yet. Okay, there's a photo of him out on a boat. The flying wasp. Okay. I am uh, captaining a ship where there are kids in the front there, a little ski boat action. Okay, on a lake. So there's then that. there. So it's a lake. Then there's an image of you on what appears to be a really nice golf course that, uh, and you're shooting it. It's not sawgrass, but you're firing 
on a par three on Literally an island, island green. Li- the only movable island green in the world. It, it can move locations. Oh, really? Yeah. It, no uh, way. Yeah. So That's I was, cool. I was 176 on a day where there was a, cl- a two-club wind going into it. Posted a video of my, uh, my five-iron swing there. Yeah, and? It worked out. I landed really? on the green and three-putted for bogey. <laughs> so, uh, But, hey, at least I made it on it. So I only posted the swing, Does the, uh, not uh, the putts. For lazy people like me, do you hit the ball to the green and then the green moves over to you <laughs> and picks you up and then takes you back out kind of deal? They have a Duffy. So you hop in on the boat. What's and, a Duffy? Uh, a Duffy's like those electric boats that you see the old people in all the time, just kind of buzzing around the uh, the ah, bays and stuff. So you hop in that, one of those. I want to play that course just for it's that. It's great. It's the only reason we did it. It was, uh, you know, it's a little bit pricey. It's it's one of the Golf Digest top 100 spots. So uh, it's like, ah, we're going playing the playing the freaking movable floating green. So I didn't observe. I wasn't uh, I, I wasn't clear eyed enough to divine that you were on a lake. I just figured on a body of water out at sea somewhere. I was thinking Bermuda or something like that. Then you post a picture of you chopping wood. <laughs> yeah, the wife snuck up on me while I was chopping the wood. Lumberjack. She uh, she caught me, thankfully, right after I had nearly cut my foot off trying to chop wood. So uh, I swung and missed on a swing literally right before that. And uh, she came out and snapped it right at the end of me splitting that piece perfectly. I'm bummed out, by the way, as a side note, that you didn't see fit while you were out there. You had the axe and everything else. You didn't just take off a finger because you and Handsome Hank are both well on your way to losing Listen, a finger. This whole in Tampa our quarterback, Bay thing is just that. In our quarterback you're, not that. you're not that, that kind of guy. You're not that kind of guy, Shaq. Lamar Jackson? Here's If, if Lamar happens, that's fine. But you're not taking Tampa. Money and I you're to not bring taking you Tampa. Speed. Me, I said that by the start of this year, there will be 10 new starters in the NFL from last year. And money and handsome balked at that, so we bet digits. Not money. We just bet our, even more important, like the handmaid's tail or something. We, we, we bet digits. That's the price you're going to pay. And we're right around eight-ish right now. We're at eight. But, Jay, but now, listen. Now, now Shaq is trying to claim Jameis. You're trying to claim Tampa. You can't do that. It's a suspension. This person that's starting is not taking over the starting job. The point is Ryan Fitzpatrick happen. is filling in. And the point is things happen. And speaking of which, someone is going to – it's not going to work out with a quarterback in one of these camps coming up. Well, any Somebody's of them get, get hurt. hurt. No, hurt does not count. Then Joe Flacco, they're going to say, you know what? Let's start the Lamar Jackson a little that's earlier fine. than we expected. You win that, you're good. Let's deal Joe Flacco to this spot. That's one new starter. That's and fine. Lamar Jackson makes uh, makes another new starter. That's fine. But you're not taking Tampa. I know you're not that kind of guy. You wouldn't do that. You recognize that that's not a starter. That's somebody that, that Ryan Fitzpatrick is filling in. It's already done. <laughs> um, so, all right. Let's talk about, yes. though, because I really do feel uh, uh, that it's uh, serendipitous that we have Matt Money Smith, who is uh, obviously, like I already mentioned, uh, deeply knowledgeable about the pro game of, uh, of football, specifically the AFC West, which is yeah, is what one of many divisions that really just right now, as you look at it, is fascinating to try and figure out maybe that, you know, what's Mahomes going to do in KC and can Phil Rivers play at the level he's played at for the last, let's say, six years or so with his most loaded team in probably a decade. But then the Raiders, are, are Gruden and company going to be able to bounce back? And then there's, uh, I don't know Case what to Keenum make of Case and- Keenum and that mighty defense in Denver or if that defense even still counts as mighty. But um, anyway, but what people are talking about right now in the world of sports and beyond, 
NBA basketball. LeBron James. Let's kibitz about it, sure. buddy. What's your your range of emotions over the last, say, four days or so? All the rumors, free agency starts in the NBA. LeBron may be going here. He might, uh, he might stay in Cleveland. Some other rumors, maybe uh, the Sixers. He lands with the Lakers. How say you? Well, it's probably one of two paths, right? One, it's uh, it's the swan song. It's his retirement. And for all of the chatter, uh, it's, again, you as you detailed, someone who's lived here for nearly 30 years, the chatter of you have to win championships in L.A. to be relevant. The people here have too many distractions. They don't care. That applies to the Chargers, to the Rams, to the Kings, uh, to the Angels. It does not apply to the Lakers or the Dodgers. The Dodgers lead the league in attendance year in and year out. They draw nearly 4 million people. They have not won a World Series since 1988. The Lakers have been one of the worst teams in basketball for the last half decade, and yet Staples Center is sold out. Jack Nicholson's still there. Jack Black is still on the other side. There's all the celebrities surrounding that court. Is that true? Yeah. Nicholson's that, attendance didn't drop no, off. No, I mean maybe maybe a tiny bit, but uh, they were there to watch the Kobe spectacle, even though those teams stunk. They were there for his, you know, last hurray, hurrah. And uh, I, I hope that's not what this is, you know, that LeBron is what we believe he is. And that's an outlier that is built and wired like no one we have ever seen. And he will be at his peak for these next four years and will be able to restore glory to one of the all-time great iconic well, franchises. Well, before we jump in on then the response by uh, the counter by the reigning world champions up in the, in the Bay Area, what do you think of um, – uh, LeBron with uh, coming to the Lakers and what this means because you really did. You were prescient about a month ago. If LeBron comes to the Lakers, what does this do to Kobe's legacy? The, the, yeah, and, and I know he's putting a brave face on it, and he was on with your favorite guy, uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, the other day and was saying how excited he was. And I, I do think because of what Jeannie did for, for Kobe, he, he probably does genuinely feel happy for her. I mean, this is a big victory for Jeannie Buzz, who fired her brother, uh, fired Jerry West, West protege, Mitch Kupchak, in order to get Magic and Robin there, and they land LeBron. So, you know, big congratulations to Jeannie, and I think Kobe's happy for her. I mean, my God, she gave him something like $300 million in salaries uh, and kept him in L.A. instead of trading him away when she probably should have. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, I think he's – Probably a little worried that a lot of those 24s are going to go down to number 23s because, you know, anyone that's ever seen LeBron in person, it's something to watch. He's just one of those players, you know, that when you see them in person, you're like, oh, my God, this is this is a different deal. It's kind of how Derrick Rose was when he first got in the league and he was so much faster than everybody else. LeBron is so much bigger, faster, stronger um, that I think all those Laker fans that have been celebrating Kobe for so many years as, oh, he's always slighted and he should be, he's just as good as Michael Jordan was, if not better. And he's in the conversation for the greatest ever. They're going to realize quickly. He's not that. I can tell you what Kobe – I don't know what Kobe is, but I can tell you what he's not. That, when you point at LeBron James, because that looks unlike anything you've ever well, seen. Well, he, he definitely makes the Lakers more relevant than they've been in the last half Certainly. decade. But on the other hand, back to your original point, and I get that they're kind of more bulletproof than, say, the Los Angeles Kings or whomever you want to compare them to. But for Kobe, for Kobe v. LeBron, this, this now – Gives it, uh, for the literalists in the world, a side-by-side comp. And LeBron, if he wins a title in Los Angeles, he will – I mean, I, to me, he's well past Way past Kobe him. anyway. It's a, it's a great point, though, because – 
you know, when you look, I actually did it this morning. I went back and I looked at those, uh, even though I was working for the team at the time, I kind of forgot how bad those teams were that they won championships with. It's hard to believe that, you know, the Lakers, the Kobe Bryant-led Lakers in that, that won titles in 09 and 10 against the Magic and, oh, the, uh, yeah. oh, those, the, and the Celtics. The post-Shaq yeah. Lakers? Your, yeah. your starting backcourt was Shannon Brown and Derek Fisher. Uh, you know, you had Trevor Reza start half the season at the three. You had Vladdy Radmanovich starting at the three. And then you had Powell and Kobe, you know. And Sheesh. It, it was crazy when you're looking at what those teams were. Sasha they, off the Sasha bench. Sasha Vujicic is like I said. Lamar Odom either started or was his sixth man on one of those teams. Ron Artest, you know, was was coming. was uh, the starting three for one of them. They had no depth. They were not good teams. Um, I mean, like you would never say, oh, yeah, that, that Lakers team could, could compete against – like, if you were doing the top 50 NBA champions uh, in the history of the league, I don't know where they're clocking in. They're probably coming in somewhere between 40 and 50. Uh, as good as Kobe and Pau Gasol were as a, as a duo, there was no depth and really very little supporting cast there. It's also weird. The and they won titles. I, and uh, Spaghetti, uh, feel free to jump in from behind the glass. I know you had some pipe dream that LeBron was going to wear your uh, your Knicks royal blue and orange, right? Years years ago. When he, oh, you the, didn't have any help of it this time around? No, 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 no. no. What, did, what, what have the Knicks done to jazz up their team? Um, they got Mario Hazonia, the uh, uh, one-year deal, the Croatian Kobe yeah. Bryant could be a. That's, could, what, that's what he was called okay. when he came in the draft. One-year deal. There's no. There's no risk to it if he. If he's good, he's a young player. Uh, it could be all right. I don't even want to. I mean, not that I don't want to. I'm here for you, Emma VP. But I, anybody who's been following her on social media this week, this July Fourth weekend, it is not a happy one. You know, don't wish her a happy life. Just like get through this thing and. Hopefully, her friend Erica Tamposi, the other half of uh, of the broadcast, you know. Yeah, this is it sucks. Now, if you do want to, <laughs> I mean, if you like, if you if you like to make yourself feel better, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh through <laughs> others' emotional pain. That's funny, I guess. No, it, I think you should really follow on Twitter. You should follow her. Yeah. It's the Emma VP. She's putting up uh, video diaries, as is her friend. Her, I don't know like, where I, I what the state of the relationship is so. anymore. At Erica Tamposi, trading videos, updating each other on how their respective time apart this week. They're 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 thick as thieves. Usually, they're the 21st century's uh, Laverne and Shirley. I've said, and um, you know, and Austin Pepper like, Incorporated. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what? I like to think that maybe now, now Emma knows how uh, one Kent Brown felt when he was left out of a, uh, a party weekend. Uh, you know, up near a lake. Good you know, where folks back. were, yeah, were drinking and, and yeah, hanging out. Get to go. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we didn't pay off? I'm sorry. Now we have to go back. So so I set it all up. Chopping wood, riding oh, yeah. a boat on a lake, shooting, uh, playing golf with an island green. I, I had no idea where you were, and where were you? I was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Idaho. Yes, northern Idaho. Two hours from the uh, the Canadian – two hours from Calgary, two hours from Montana. Uh, hour out of Spokane, Eastern Washington. How hard is it legitimately? I know uh, literally this isn't true, but in my mind, I would think that speaking of golf, I could, uh, or someone who can uh, drive the ball further than I can, could hit a ball from um, from one side, the, the skinny northern part of Idaho, could hit it if you stood at the <laughs> easternmost standpoint sure. and hit it over the westernmost standpoint. That seems like a really skinny little thing. That's Why'd they do it wider. that way? A little bit wider. Than Why'd they do it? Why didn't they just the, the two the two states on either side, which would be Montana and North Dakota? No, Montana and Washington. 
Montana, Washington. Oh, wait, Idaho's, wait. Yeah, sandwiched right there. So you land in Spokane. Why not just close it out? Just smush them out. Speaking of former Lakers, Smush Parker. Right. Just smush out that skinny part of Idaho. Why connect, do they need uh, connect and connect Montana and Washington together. It's a great question. People I, live up I have there. no answers. They do, yeah. Very, very popular, I believe, vacation destination in the summers. You know, the, uh, the fine Coeur d'Alene, Lake Coeur d'Alene up there, Sandpoint. Idaho. I learned a lot about uh, northern Idaho, and it's a very proud community. I would think it would. That's exactly yeah. how I would expect Matt Money Smith legitimately to spend a portion of his vacation learning up on the history of, yeah. uh, of the place where he's going. Did you? Uh, I, I I imagine that in about seven, somewhere between uh, two seconds to <laughs> seven weeks from now, there will be volunteered anecdotes about Coeur d'Alene. Did sure. you know that in uh, in 1892? There were some. Uh, so, uh, What's well, funny you settlers. mentioned 1892. It was the late 1800s <laughs> that the uh, the Great Western expansion made its way through Sandpoint, Idaho. Very oh. famous train depot right there. Uh, one of the oldest towns, as a matter of fact, in the Northwest. So I've, dating back I, to the mid 1800s. I've been talking to my kids uh, about uh, the 11 year old uh, Oprah and uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, nine years old. You know, they're starting to become more and more of the world at large and asking questions about things. And I realize, oh, I I don't really know some stuff. And I can't volunteer. It's humbling, isn't it? We were talking about the schooners going across uh, the U.S. around the time you're talking about. And what I keep coming back to, one thing I, I notice over and over again is, and then we talk about WW2 and just uh, the, what, what those guys did at Normandy and beyond, but, you know, obviously overall. And it, I keep coming back to the same point. I would have been terrible at any point in history. Like I wouldn't, have, I would have been the first one out of everything. Like they would have been like, you remember Dave? Yeah. Oh yeah. He died the first right. day. Yeah. That, yeah. That was him. That's it is it remarkable be. to think like what our ancestors managed to live through. Like to, for us to be here, what, if you just go back one generation prior to the next, what exactly they lived through, what they had to deal with, be it a plague, expansion, as you said, you know, who knows, one of our great, great, great uncles or great, great grandfathers. Yeah, you're going to, you're just going to head west. And um, we don't know what's there, but uh, we, we believe it could be dinosaurs. It could be um, just giant beasts. There could be natives that uh, aren't going to be very friendly. But yeah, just go figure it out. Hey, this guy, Lou. And uh, his pal Clark, they, they <laughs> yeah. swear that they know what's out west. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go along. I don't have anything better to take do. a shot at this. Also, that you could, uh, so you could uh, shoot uh, balls at, um, at a remote controlled uh, island green. That, uh, that is right. I hope you're proud. That is right. Uh, the Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort and the, uh, I believe, hole 14, the world's only movable floating green. Fascinating. So how really far? Cool. How many miles up is that skinny part? Oh, it's far. Like I mean, what? I don't know. It's far. At least, I'd say at least 100 miles. That's that would enough. be my guess. Is that so? Maybe if you, No, that sounds about right. I think because I'm trying to think if you go, you stay in um, Spokane's there. Because I've done a Washington State game before. So if you were to hop over. So it goes Washington, then Idaho, then Montana. I'm going to say. Then I'm gonna, North Yeah, I'm going to say it's probably about 100 miles. Do I think you think – I'm not going to say it now because uh, – although I do think it would make for a captivating uh, podcast experience to see which of us <laughs> – you know what? Are uh, they looking? Let's do it. Ready? Here we go. No, I don't care about that. Well, let's let's finish up our NBA chat, and then uh, and then we'll do a special. 150 miles? Do we have it? 74 miles long. That's it. Yeah. 74 miles the across, Idaho and it's narrow point. Handle. Okay, there we go. So I guess 100 wasn't too far off. No. 
That's interesting, isn't it? That's a good. That's what's a, great a big call. city? Like how? What, what's from one side of the biggest city to the other side? What's that? Like what's L.A.? Well, it'd have to be L.A. Yeah, I mean right. L.A. Because L.A. Like if you go to San, like San Pedro, which is all the way at the at the water, is still considered L.A. And if you come all the way east, then um, just straight up the one ten. If you're shooting up the one ten. North, man, I've got to believe at its widest point, LA's got to be close to 50 miles, would be my guess. I mean, it's it's a wide-ass I wide like ass those city. kind of things. I like when they do those uh, those uh, those perspective, those scale things. Like, here's Earth compared to the sun, but here's the sun right. compared to the biggest star in the galaxy. But here's the, the biggest galaxy compared – all that kind of stuff. I love those things. Let's do that and with we're just, uh, uh, a, continental a pinhead. Hey, let's uh, talk about what's important to uh, mankind's existence, the uh, the Western Conference in the NBA. Um, oh, by the way, I should let you know, coming up here um, as NFL season draws closer, it uh, I hate to be a bummer for you, but? but I'm going to reveal for you the next team on my list of teams that are definitely not going to make the playoffs. How many have we been through so far? Two. Two. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, remind you of who those are in just a second here. But um, – Back to uh, the NBA uh, and Emma VP too. So you're doing all right? Uh, not great. At the Emma VP. Not all right. Follow her and then Erica Tampos. Oh, they're friends. It seems like Emma's having – I mean, Erica is, for her part, for what it's worth, seems like she's having a fine time. Yeah, she's living it up. But you're not doing that. So no. you're doing worse apart than she She seems fine. Right. Okay. You it's, seem kind of popular in these parts, Emma. You don't have other friends you can lean on? Definitely it's, not. No? No. Eddie's not inviting you out to no, a 3rd uh, July party or something? Or? When, Erica's, when Erica's around, it feels like, wow, these, these – Right. They're having a bang-up time. Laverne and Shirley and the rest are having a great time together. Agni and Lacey out here. Yeah, like spaghetti is, spaghetti is the combined weight of Lenny and Squiggy at this point. <laughs> he's really letting himself go this summer. Bit. But either like he's, he's, he's Lenny and Squiggy to them, and it's like, Oh, they have so much fun together. But right. take uh, she's the straw that stirs the drink. Apparently, I mean, I you're not wrong. I hope you're okay with this, but I think it's clear that I mean, Emma's Laverne, right? And and Erica Shirley. Oh no, no, no! You think sure. it's the other way? It's definitely the other way around. Really, Which Emma one's Shirley. One's the lamer one. That's me. Shirley. The, I don't think either of them are, are lamer. I think uh, no. Laverne was La- Laverne's, Laverne's kind of the crazier one. Yeah, she had a little. So you think that's Erica? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And Emma is definitely Shirley Feeney. Remember her relationship with the car with Carmine the Big Red yes. Goo? Oh yeah. He always had to go take cold showers and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's mm. me. I don't want to. Maybe maybe it's the uh, maybe it's the hair. The fact that the uh, that Erica has the jet black hair like Shirley did, and and uh, Emma more of like a sandy blonde there, you know, much like Laverne was. Uh, I always said they were an unlikely duo, yeah. uh, Erica and Emma, and apparently I'm not happy. Well, maybe they'll right. never be reunited, and she'll just have to find somebody new. You're telling me, <laughs> stick it, hang in there, Emma. Mm-hmm. As I told you yesterday, there's always a. Uh, Dave, I it's don't even know what plausible, the point is. It's plausible that you will find another friend one day. That is completely within the realm of possibility, that one day you'll make another friend. I don't want another friend. I guess my invites miss, must mean zero, apparently. Yeah. Oh, you did invite her? And she's pretending like, I've okay. Been, I've, you know, I've been good friends with both, but uh, no one seems to care about spaghetti. So. <laughs> <laughs> ironically, well, not ironically, coincidentally, you've been eating a lot of spaghetti, spaghetti. I know. 
Yeah. Out and about. Carbo load. He's carbo load. Running a marathon soon. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, th- so then the Lakers make their move, and I contend that philosophically, I wouldn't be. I'm not saying this is a fan. I'm. So, I mean, as a player, I'm not. Wait, I'm not saying this is a fan. I'm saying this if I were one of the great players in in the world, I would be more inclined to go to the Clippers and to forge a new history, a proud new history, rather than joining and trying to make another good chapter for an already successful novel. I think that's where maybe it it kind of comes into play what we were talking about earlier, and that's that you don't have to win a championship. You know what I mean? Bro? That, that, that team has been so bad um, that I think just at least making them relevant again. I mean, the fact that the Lakers were irrelevant for four years from a co- competitive standpoint, I think now bringing excitement, true, real, not like, oh, Lonzo Ball could be the next Magic Johnson BS kind of excitement, but legitimate excitement of, hey, tickets are now five times what they were supposed to be and good luck getting them to, to go to the Lake Show again. Um, bringing that kind of buzz back is enough. And and I wonder if he kind of recognizes there is nowhere I can go where I'm going to be able to deal with that. With that, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, monster. And if you go to the Clippers, then that's what they're looking for. They're like, hey, you, you came here and we're putting these guys around you. With the Lakers, it's like, yay, Hollywood's back. Isn't this get, great? But if they get Leonard, though, I think they – Certainly. They, well, then and I think he feels like that's the only place where he could make that sort of thing happen. You know? Now, then on Monday, the news breaks out of nowhere, by the way. Boogie Cousins to Golden State. That crazy. What? It's crazy. The best center in the NBA, the one A yeah. best center in the league. I mean, I, I think I think that's more. Who of... can run the floor a little bit? Which obviously, it's not like you, you wouldn't want Mark Gasol necessarily on Golden State. That would be disruptive. Boogie doesn't feel like he necessarily. Well, actually, Mark Gasol would be good because he shoots the three. You know, and but Boogie has done a much better job of that um, the last couple seasons. The one problem with Boogie one Achilles, so he's not coming back probably till January, February. You know, he'll be like, and now. You've got to insert him into this ball movement, you know, shooter pass offense, and that's not his thing. I mean, he's boggy, you know, boogie get ball, boogie dribble ball, boogie score ball kind of thing. You know, he's so it'll be interesting, and I think it speaks to you know people being a little scared of that. You know, of okay, Achilles, personality issues, coaching conflicts, teammate conflicts. Do we really want to bring him in? The weird, and this is the other weird thing, right, about Golden State. I was thinking about this last night when I saw it. You know, this is a one-year deal because they, you know, they can't sign him because of where they're at with their salary cap. Not to get too technical about this, but they can only give him like a million-dollar raise from that $5.3 million if they re-sign him next year. So all he's doing is auditioning for other teams in the hopes that he's going to get that max contract he would have received this offseason had he not tore his Achilles. So now you got a guy who is supposed to be sharing the ball, whose usage rate's going to go way down, who's in a contract year. I don't know how that works. I, I don't know how that works if you're DeMarcus Cousins and you need that max deal and you need to prove that you're healthy enough and you can still score and you're still a formidable force, yet you're surrounded by Curry, Thompson, Durant, Green, well, and, and of course, on yes, and on. I, he like, has that's going to be weird. He has adapted to 21st century ball a little right. bit, but still he is a traditional five. So how do you integrate He's that? He's a big-ass dude that can, that can shoot Curry. and rebound. Right, but yeah, st- what yeah. Steve Kerr is—it's it, such a distinct 
style of play, so it is interesting. I, I mean, I know – I think they believe Logan. in their culture so much that they can over – I think that's what it is. Hey, we know we can overcome this. Our, They'll fit in. Our pal Keith Cosro, who's a muckety-muck, a big, uh, a big wig over there at NFL Films, floated an interesting question on Monday night. And by the way, so I'll, I'll, the, I, it seems to me that the number one thing – that has come off of Boogie to Golden State and as things settle in in Los Angeles with uh, LeBron and a weird supporting cast now with Lance Stevens and, uh, Stevenson and uh, JaVale McGee and, and uh, Rajon Rondo. By the way, Rondo now in L.A., a lot of people are pointing out to me, he fancies himself a, uh, an expert Connect Four player. He does. I don't, I'm not saying I'm coming out of retirement, but if he wants it, if, 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 if Rondo wants it, He's going to get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm coming out of retirement. Put it together, Spaghetti. If Rondo thinks that he's some sort of uh, steely-eyed assassin where four is concerned, I'm not coming out of retirement for anything. But, I I mean, I'm not saying I'm not, though, either. Because that – I don't like the the alerts I've been – Oh, Rondo's in town. Ooh, he's the best. No. Guess what? I have a lot of NBA contacts from uh, my past life. I could uh, try to get some happening in Studio 66. But now Boogie goes to Golden State, and now everybody is upset about the balance of power or the imbalance of power in the NBA. And let me say at the outset to you, Money, Mm -hmm. and to anyone within the sound of my voice, I like it. I like dynasties. I always like dynasties, and I, I, I have no rooting interest in this. It doesn't matter to me. Who you know? I, I I like the Pittsburgh Pirates in Major League Baseball, where they have no chance of winning a title almost in any given year. I still like dynasties because you know, while I find it saccharine, what uh, um, what's his name, voice of Darth Vader, um, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. No matter how James Earl Jones waxes about how you mark America's history, along with uh, without uh, with with uh, with uh, the the arc of baseball and all that. Okay, that's a little bit heavy, but 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 dynasties mark your period as a sports fan in American history. You know what? When when you get into those, uh, who won that year? I don't remember. You, you want to be able to point to an era. Yes, I was there for Michael Jordan's prime. I remember watching that. I was there to see when uh, the New York Islanders. I hated them, but they, I remember when they reeled off four straight and where they rank in history. Yeah, big red you machine versus Dodgers. You right, know, that's National what makes League, the, the Yankees. What yeah. are we in it for as fans? I'm with you. To have that conversation. 100%. I feel for the, you know, if you're a season ticket holder for the Memphis Grizzlies, all right, I feel a little sad for you today. You hey, be no happy chance. you got a team in town, huh? How about, that? How about be happy you got a team there? But the the question that our pal Keith Cosro poses okay. is, is it so out of whack to suggest that the starting five of the Golden State Warriors with a healthy boogie come, let's say, March of 2019, could they beat the five best players you can put together from the rest of the NBA? No. You would have LeBron. Yeah, by the way. Now, do I build? Do you could I have Leonard. So, right there, if yeah. the Lakers have that. By the way, if the Lakers have, if they do get Leonard, and that's a big if. But if you throw Kobe, I mean Kobe, if you throw LeBron into that mix, you know, Brandon Ingram, is. N- it's now at a point for a kid that's slightly built as he is and two-dimensional as he probably will stay as long as LeBron and company are around. Still, for what he can do, is it? I mean, he's an interesting piece. 
Kuzma. I don't like seeing Julius Randle go, but aren't they? I mean, is it impossible that that Lakers team with no, Leonard on some, it could challenge Golden I think State? They could, yeah. I mean, because that'll be likely. I don't know if Leonard's coming this year. I, I think the Spurs probably like, not. You know, let's see if you know, let's see if we can get somebody else to bite and, and hope that he follows the Paul George path. But let's just say. You know, if I'm just building a team of all-stars, um, you know, you mentioned Mark Gasol, like having a five out there that can shoot the three. Um, I mean, you just all, all you do is surround LeBron with shooters, right? That's how he's most effective. So you can put Kyrie back with him at the point if you want. You can put Damian Lillard out there with him. Paul George, who's a 40% three-point shooter. Mark Gasol, who's a 40% three-point shooter. That, I don't think there's any chance that Golden State would be able – that's still, Anthony Davis. Let's put Anthony, Anthony so, Davis. So now you've got Kawhi, Harden, Anthony, LeBron, Harden, on the team. Harden if, but he didn't play enough defense. You know, if you want to say, oh, well, now Harden's got to deal with Steph Curry and he's got the Ole defense going. So you could put, like I said, if you want, Kyrie out there as a creator or, or Harden, whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's even close, right? I mean, once – But it's – but but the but – It the is funny that we even entertain it. Here's the other thing I will say. I feel like I have to point this out every time. These people who say shame on KD and LeBron for going to play with other, first of all, like should, shouldn't they have enough honor as all-time greats to want to do it by themselves? Talk to guys who, I mean, uh, you Carl Malone, talk to guys. John Stockton, they like to, Pat if Ewing. You're a high-end performer, even within the highest level of your sport. What those guys will recurringly say, NFL guys and otherwise. Who, who I've spoken to, and I'm sure you've gotten the same sentiment, is they want to play with the best. Right. They, it's not like, I want to pull a team up that has no business being around. Sure, that sounds good, but they know that that's kind of not really going to break their way. It, what they like is the idea of being around the best players in the world. You know what else is fun? Winning. And winning a lot. Right, if, that's you're, if you're Kevin thing. Durant, it, it, I would imagine life's pretty darn good for Kevin Durant now. But the other thing is, too, the other, the other aspect of it is um, that – Magic Johnson and Larry Bird did because those are the two they they always cite. Like huh, Magic Johnson would never chase a ring like that. He'd never go away to go play with his foes like that. Yeah, he would if he if he didn't have, didn't have to, to land on a team with Kareem and, and Michael Worthy Cooper and, and Cooper. James Worthy yeah. and everybody else. Same goes for Larry Bird with the Chief and McHale and DJ and Ainge and all the rest of the guys. Of course, it happened to the sports gods smiled on them. They didn't have to go off and do those things. So right. keep that in mind and. One more reminder for everybody. I say it all the time, and I'm going to say it to you again now. Kevin Durant is going to go down as the best player on the greatest dynasty in NBA history. Is he that crazy? Is that loco that he did that? Or was he just chasing a ring because he didn't think he could ever Back-to-back finals MVPs. Come on. And he'll win the finals MVP every year. Am I overstating that? You know better than I do. No. And get, well, Katie, I, I, I don't know. I, the pushback, the hate for that makes uh, uh, kind of trips me up. Spaghetti, you don't like that, though. Uh, I'm not, I respect it, but I, my, actually my roommate made a great take and it was, if the Lakers create a super team, that should be America's new super team to root for, to bring down the Warriors. Cause I think we just get like this fatigue going and I'm just against them. And I don't know if it's, fat- is it fatigue or is it, or is it the Floyd Mayweather Jr. sort of syndrome, which is you want to see him lose, yeah. but you still want to tune in to see him lose. Sure. So it's not really fatigue. You still want of to watch. Course. You uh, just want to root against them is kind of what it is. So without them, maybe you're not as interested, right? Maybe you're not so Snow determined White. to watch. Right, Snow so. White with no witch is, uh, is a pretty boring uh, <laughs> movie after 20 minutes. I mean, you need to have bad people. Not even bad. You, you need, uh, what's his name no, from fine. Avengers with the, with the fist? Thanos. Thanos. He's a conflicted character. He's not out and out evil. He has his 
reasons, and he and and, and uh, I think the Warriors are you likeable. need somebody to root against. They're likable. Oh, Steve Kerr is super likable. Steph Curry, obviously. I mean, KD has his issues here and there with the Twitter stuff and how he treats the media, but for the most part, they're likable. And I agree with what Money said. If the Rockets did beat them in the game seven, is like Rockets, Cavs. Is Would fun. you have been as interested? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. About it wouldn't that. have been. That being said, that's the, that's the thing about they it. They could be the evil if LeBron does get Kawhi if they somehow keep one of you know Lonzo or um, or Brandon Ingram, then that would be a team I'm going to root for. Okay, but here's you know here uh, something else I've said repeatedly: the New England Patriots of the 21st century have kind of obscured the overall parity of the NFL. Yes, they're perennial uh, playoff contenders: the Packers and the, the NFC North, the Steelers and uh, the Ravens in the AFC North. Uh, you, we all can tick those off. The Seahawks and so on have 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 been in the mix more often than not uh, over the last 20-ish years or so. But the Patriots are the are they are the dynasty, and everybody loves to root against them. Not for any reason specific to the Patriots, or maybe there are specific things that you can latch on to, but every dynasty people, there is always going to be a percentage of American sports fans that are rooting against that because they want to see the dynasty fall. Whoever it is, whether it's Muhammad Ali or uh, or the Dallas Cowboys, there's a percentage of people that want to see that team get knocked off, the Yankees and otherwise. The only one I can remember, and, and granted, I, I could be so wrong on this because of where I was at the at the start of it, I never got the sense that people were rooting against Michael Jordan. Like, that's the one dynasty that you just felt like. And same with We've Tiger Woods. Like, and obviously this has now shifted. But, like, when Tiger was in, his, was in his prime, people didn't root for him to fall. It wasn't like, man, I hope that David Duvall is going to take down that. T-. No, you wanted Tiger no, to win them we all. Wanted, what we wanted was for, generally speaking, what we wanted was for Phil Mickelson to rise up and sure. really be a true rival. And that's he all never we was wanted. able to do it. That's a, But I think if Phil even had – I still don't think we would have rooted for Phil. I think it would have been like, hey, this is great now that he's got well, legit competition, but, man, I like this Tiger guy. Now, see, that's an interesting point that you make there because Larry Holmes doesn't get his credit as one of the great uh, heavyweight champs in boxing because he never had a real rival. And if Golden State is so much better than everybody else that it's unfair or it feels unfair, maybe it will be unsatisfying. I don't I, – that's a Because I feel like we root against the Patriots because Tom Brady and his fashion and all that crap can get kind of annoying. The Bell Belichick and the Spygate and were they cheating and all that. I think there are legitimate reasons to cheer against them with the Warriors. You know, I don't like this one-year cap spike. Uh, they got lucky. They stepped in it. So you get this one weird year where everybody's got an extra $30 bucks to spend. Now they land the second-best player of his era, and I don't like it. You know, I think all of those you can make a case for why I don't like them. I hear you. That's what it is. But to me, the thing that I always liked was in the Yankees in the late 90s when they were reeling off those titles. Right. I mean, they were very easy to root against. And uh, I, I, but to me, though, too, and I, I talk about the air I grew up in. I, I see it's funny you say the Bulls of the 90s are the most likable dynasty because everybody wants to root, uh, most people are inclined to root against the dynasty. I say the same thing about the Steelers of the 70s. I don't think people dis- I don't think people dislike them unless you're from Texas. Then you were a Cowboys guy and then you probably did hate the Steelers. But they they were a likable bunch as well. But but yes, the larger I I mean the San Francisco 49ers for a dynasty, what was to hate about them? But it was easy to root against them, right. wasn't it? Well, I think football you you tend to to stoke the fan fire a little bit more. 
for whatever reason. At least that's just been my experience. It does seem like fans are less apt to become casual fans and cheer for a particular side in the Super Bowl because you're just so bent that your team isn't in it because it's only 16 games long. The season just seems so short. When it's over, you're just salty, you know, whereas the NBA season's so long. It's like, God, can we just get to the playoffs already? You find yourself picking a team to cheer for when the playoffs start. Uh, I don't know. It's just it, it, I never found myself glomming on to a, you know, just an arbitrary NFL team because my favorite team wasn't in the playoffs. I, I just started – you know what I mean? Like, it seems like in the NBA, you tend to do that. You're like, hey, you know what? I was watching these games, and I found myself cheering for LeBron in these. It was kind of weird. Guess, I guess you, the NBA lends itself because of individuals. You, you not, start to cheer for individuals. Not wearing helmets and right. everything else that you're that you might uh, lean towards uh, uh, towards those individuals. But either way, now it seems to me that LeBron, not, LeBron in LA, notwithstanding, well, maybe the finals, maybe the Celts, or maybe the Sixers rise up. And uh, and can uh, can do something to to Golden State in the finals, but it seems to me the Warriors are going to win another title, and they are going to go down as the greatest dynasty in that sports history. And uh, people are not going to be happy the whole way through this entire season. People are going to be belly aching about that group. Um, all right, here's another question. I heard you say February just a minute ago, and I I I appreciate it as a man of justice and for trying to make the world a better place. I might even make this. Uh, this is going to be under consideration for my New Year's resolution um, for society in 2019. We've done a lot of good work there, witness all the rosé all over the world now. You can You're hardly, ahead of the curve on that one. Oh, you can hardly avoid it. It is weird. Of all the things to pick out, you decide to start celebrating rosé, and here we are six months later, and everybody's drinking rosé. Six. Well, no, see, that's the thing. That's what you don't realize. That's like George Clooney paying his dues. George Clooney, you know, uh, came out of nowhere, you know, overnight success. No, no, Clooney paid his dues. Facts of life. moons, right. Damashek started paying his rosé dues uh, many years ago, and just now it's starting to bear fruit. Um, but, see, that's uh, not as impressive. Well, listen, it would have been a lot more impressive if it was really well, that close. Like, I, hey, I've been drinking rosé all my life. Where have you people been? That's not as impressive as, you know, not all my life. rosé thing like two Five years, years ago. It took a little while to get the word out, but now everybody's okay. on board, friend. I'll, I'll thank you to take your cynicism <laughs> elsewhere. Now, what I also want to take away is the R in Febu- February. February. The first one. Why Fe- do we need it? Nobody says it. Yeah, February. Who says February? Well, you don't. First, s- is Wednesday. We just have to change it. Why? What? What's the joke? What is the man's joke? Ongoing bit For against all of us. No one says it. Where did it come from? Was it supposed to? So be? you want it to be Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, you want to flip the end of the D? W e n Wens. Oh, W e n s. Day. Wednesday. W e n s. Day. Why do we need nobody? Wednesday. Wednesday. Why? Oh, it's hard to spell. Oh, <laughs> I've got to point out to you. Here's a good trick to remember, kids. Why it's what? Let's just do away with it. Why? Why do we need the? What do we need the bit? What do we need the? Why do you to make, make kids? But listen, don't we have? Is our things easy enough? Aren't things easy enough now for people just to hold a stupid computer in their hand to look up for an answer, whatever they want? Can't we have some things be ta- hard? Can't we force this kids to say feels, February? This and, and, feels mean spirit. No, it feels not, unnecessary. I think it's it's damn Sheck. Kids got it so easy today. Let's give them some challenge. I also get, don't like. I was also talking. You want to lose the H kids. and ghost? Words that are the same but are spelled differently and have completely different meanings. Like the ones I. I mean, I. We were talking the other day about. I. I really pointed this out to my nine-year-old. He hadn't really done the math on this. 
colonel and colonel, and the spelling of the military colonel is so absurd. What's what's the root of that? Why does it have to be that way? And why is it one is the second highest in command in the military, and the other one is corn before it popped? What? what why did that? Who decided that that's the range Listen, that word should have? I, I don't know. I mean, you have to dig back. I mean, you want to get into an what etymological? I don't know. And why discussion? is that word so difficult? Exactly. Because we're a, we're a damn sports podcast, and here we are discussing silent D's and R's and uh, spelling Colonel C O L to start out a freaking Colonel in the uh, the military C O L O N E L isn't that it Colonel I believe is how you spell Colonel Colonel Yeah It's a joke It's a joke on all of us and we go along with it We're suckers I might This might be it Maybe this embrace one of the romance languages Huh Dave They're a little They're a little more friendly A couple tricky pronunciations in there. Um, All right, then don't. Uh, wait, S- stick with your English here. I, w- I want to. Uh, there were there was a there were some other ones I wanted to. Oh, uh, this is one. The talk about the absurd, like the laugh that Merriam and Webster were having when they were writing <laughs> the dictionary together. Oh, Merriam and Webster these at the two, bar again. Here they these are. These two guys. They were friends with Lou and Clark. I bet you. Sure. These two. These two are sitting around laughing their heads off. At leery, wary, and weary. You're a little leery. leery. You're a little weary. And wary are synonymous. Leery and weary mm. have nothing to do with That's each other. That's a good call. What now? Here's another one for you. Okay, keep them coming. Don't we love? We here's things I love. I love cheese. You do? Yeah. yeah. Do you like cheese? It gets me all bound up. Do you like corn? I'm okay with corn. Do you like swine? You like a little ham? Not so much ham. I know you like the bone in ham, but I do like bacon. Okay, but you so you you like the the brother of yeah of I like the, I like ham. bacon. Yeah, ham's a little too much for me. A little too salty. Who decided that these three delicious foods would be used to denigrate someone's cool level or lack thereof? You're corny. You're hammy. You're a pig. <laughs> You're hammy. <laughs> What's up? What, 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 what are we putting down? You're cheesy. You're being cheap. Those are all delicious things. Oh, shouldn't shouldn't at least. Now and by the way, why did we have to slang. Choose, Why did we have to take three words about good tasting foods and use them all to define someone as nerdy or or square or something? Shouldn't at minimum. That's shouldn't they question. at minimum yep. be used as positive adjectives? Oh, hammy spaghetti. You know what I love? You know who's coming over today? Oh, uh, do you know how corny Emma is? Yeah, I can't wait for her to get here. <laughs> that's that's going to be fun. You did it with Rosé, Shaq. Maybe this can be your, uh, your cause celeb here in 2018. All right, you ready now? I am. You ready to now talk about uh, the latest team? Everybody is trying to pump you up and make you feel good, and that's fine. But as Money and I just talked about where the NBA is concerned, there's only one team that's going to win the title, and there are only a handful of teams that are going to make it even to the postseason in the NFL. I know you're feeling good right now, but consider this my favor to you for the long term. This isn't a short-term satisfaction, but you're going to know that around Halloween, maybe Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas, while some of your friends have been making plans, oh, I better keep the schedule clear in January because the playoffs are coming. Not if you're a handful of teams. Like every team, you can make a case you can feel good about where they're headed 
Um, Are you doing these in any particular order? No, okay, just so just sussing them out. One team so could far, be seven and nine. The other one, one and fifteen. MVP not happening. Share with money and the people who have we identified as teams definitely not making it to the postseason so far. The Colts and the Giants. Colts and the Giants. Colts and the Giants. I, a big swing straight out the gate. I know. Well, Spaghetti over there is sad about the Giants, but again. Now he's not going to have to, oh, I don't know if I should make plans in the third week of third Sunday of November because, may, no, now you can't. You're doing me a service, so thank That's you. That's what I'm trying to help you. I don't want you getting your hopes up and then having them get crushed. Thank you. You know, who's the real friend? The one who lets you walk around with broccoli in your teeth or the one who points it out to you so you don't embarrass yourself going forward? No, you're my friend. More do you so understand? Than I do. I don't yeah. want you walking around the streets. On some level, your opinions reflect Dave. You know, they reflect poorly. Oh, the Giants, oh, the New York Giants. No, no, no. See, Spaghetti isn't doing that anymore because I'm here to tell you. They got and a last-place schedule, those Giants. Do. Look at that. I'm not going over that one again, but go ahead. and Go ahead. Look at the first seven games, Cynic, and tell me uh, how they're anything more than two and five. Yep, they're done. They're, I mean, the first seven games done. are yeah. a misery. I didn't know. They get the South, the, uh, the AFC South. And they get the NFC, it looks like, south. That's bad. All right. Are you ready? Yep. The next team that is definitely not making it to the 2018 NFL postseason. From the NFC West, it's the Seattle Seahawks. Whoa. My jaw's on the floor. How about yours, Matt Money? Well, I guess you have crowned the Rams as the new kings of the NFC West. Not necessarily, uh, but. Who else takes that title? The Niners. We, we we talked about them last week. Yeah. With, uh, with uh, was that with you, Spaghetti, or was that with James Jones and uh, Reggie Wayne? By the way, Reggie Wayne and James Jones, a gangbusters conversation from about a week ago. I encourage you, nay demand, really, go and dig that episode up. Grand stuff with those guys weighing in on. Speaking of uh, back to Kobe for a second. James Jones, who obviously caught passes from Aaron Rodgers, and Reggie Wayne, who caught passes from Peyton, and then Andrew Luck, debating who has the Mamba ment- the so-called Mamba mentality about these high-end quarterbacks and which guy doesn't, and them saying, no, no, Aaron Rodgers definitely has it. No, no, Peyton didn't have it. Back and forth That's was good. really good. And then ranking quarterbacks and uh, the receivers of the last 25 years, so on and so forth, was, uh, was fascinating stuff. But, yes, we were talking about the Niners and evaluating them a little bit, and they have at least the pieces. The, de- the defense hasn't actually – uh, risen yet to to the uh, collectively to um, to represent how good the individual pieces are, but I do they've think they've drafted a lot of players, a lot of first round investment on that defensive side of the football, specifically the defensive line with those right? giant freaking defensive ends, Armstead and Buckner and all those guys. Um, so yeah, for certain. I don't know who catches passes from Garoppolo. People seem to Marquise be Goodwin ignoring and, that a little. Yeah, bit. there's bit of, but you know the offensive line is still at least stable. I mean Staley's still there. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, look, clearly I don't think that roster is as good as the Rams roster. No. Um, for certain. And Arizona will be an interesting one. That's, that's kind of the, you know, because defensively they're pretty good. They've got, you know, top level corner, top level defensive end and Jones. Um, so you got someone to get after at a corner that can make play anyway. 
Don't um, bother. Does I just I, I, I just let's skip past the Bradford. They get the NFC oh, North and the AFC West. Let's skip the whole nonsense with Sam Bradford and get right to the good. Get right stuff. to Rosen. Let's surprise just me. do it. Come on. Would not surprise me. You heard what Pat Peterson was Patrick Peterson was saying about yeah. how impressive he was. So would not surprise me. Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate Pat Pete supporting what Dave Damashek has already said. That's your best quarterback in the 2018 NFL QB draft class, unless it's Lamar Jackson. And you think, that, well, that's just your digit speaking. No. That's just that's just wishful thinking. Because no, you, you know, for all the uh, all the positives you're, that you're hearing from the Ravens, you're also hearing like he's still struggling to throw that uh, mid range between the numbers kind of throw. Still outside the numbers there, the hard outs. You're missing a lot of those. Still, no, and so. you, you know, you say that's my digit speaking. No, I, I I'm incented as a Steelers fan for Lamar Jackson not to work out in Baltimore. I still think he will. Well, but you just like to see him get the start and then it flame out after three or four weeks. That's right. That's the Steeler That's fan. Right. There That's you go. Right. You <laughs> That's what you're looking out. for. You, you figured me out like a mobile. Seahawks are out. Floating green. in the, Darn right. Up in, in a uh, two club wind. Idaho. Two club wind. 175. You take a five iron, huh? Five is my uh, like 185, 195 club. So Caddy said uh, really? probably two club wind So you're there. pretty long off the tee? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. It's my uh, – it's my short game that struggles. Really? Yeah. See, I'm bit. good around the greens. I yeah. never, never really – I used to used to hit a beautiful high draw, really high. Very hard to get sky. that. Oh, it was gorgeous. Yeah. People would covet it. You know, grown-ups would watch me watch uh, young Dave Damashek strike a They'd golf come out ball. to see it, huh? Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that was old. Passers-by would say, oh, look, at that's a nice high draw you hit on that, you know? It is an impressive ball flight. If you can get the high five-yard draw, that is something to behold. I don't know what happened, Money. It's gone. Practice. It doesn't happen. It's a game of reps. I'm not it's a good It's a game of athlete. reps, man. It is a ask Mark Brady. Look at Mark Brady, ask the Mark boss. Brady. He can't resist. Oh, he's going to call he's you gotta out. He's got to get on the mic because it's golf. What's he saying? What's he, is oh, he, is Mar- he calling Mark out? Brady, when, uh, it, when I was a um, uh, in college – I interned at the local in Pittsburgh at KDKA, world-famous KDKA, 50,000-watt radio station, and then a, uh, a local affiliate of CBS. I worked there, and it was the Pirates TV station and radio uh, broadcast. And um, one day there was a Pirates game. The Pirates were good at the time still. And uh, they said uh, that, that all of a sudden, what, Jack Nicholas is coming to town? He's flying in at the last second because he, of course – designs golf courses in Western PA and beyond. And uh, they said, oh, he's flying in to, to take a look at, to, to walk the grounds. And it just, he's flying in right now from, I guess, Columbus. Is that where he lives? Columbus, Ohio? I, I believe think? so. So it was a last second thing. Well, the Pirates are playing and all – the uh, the sports hosts are all at the stadium right oh, now. Here we go. What are we going to do? And I said, I'll go over there if you'll let me. And they said, uh, all right, the schnook can go, I guess. We better have somebody there than nobody. Next thing I know, I'm out at uh, at this uh, this course that is, uh, you know, probably one quarter done at that point and walking the ground. And there's the golden bear. And I'm, I'm a 21-year-old guy, you know, or maybe I'm more <laughs> – what was I? No, I was more like 19, I guess. Anyhow, um, there's Nicholas. And the thing that was more striking than anything to me that made me more intimidated, it was a surreal experience driving to the golf course. Like, I'm going to ask Jack Nicholas a question. What do I ask him? What do I ask him? And the thing that – You turned into Bane. What am I going to ask? <laughs> now is not the time for fear, Dave. Um, I, uh, I, I get there, and it was the local – 
Uh, the other stations, of course, did not have Pirates baseball to worry about covering that night. So they're top oh, guys. Oh, the big wigs. And that's what made me super nervous. What are you wearing? I was, I don't know, I was dressed. Uh, like in a, in a logo polo from the station or anything? Something like okay, that. Okay, so you're Probably fine. something like okay. that. Okay. But the intimidation level, because there was WPXI, the NBC uh, affiliate, there was Albie Oxenrider. There was Albie Oxenrider. <laughs> Albie Oxenrider. Uh, as, as I uh, live and breathe. Oh, and there's, I'm trying to think if it was Bill Hillgrove or who it was from um, – from WTAE in Pittsburgh, but anyway, their plastic smile. Their these guys are hair. all there, and these guys were pros, and I'd watched them for twenty years. You know, I I I, I was uh, I would be swooning, except now they were my competitors, and I and I, I and I shook with fear as Nicholas approached, and the cameras surrounded, and everything else. And just earlier that day, or the day before, the Ryder Cup uh, team was being put together. And somebody asked Payne Stewart, who was one of the most prominent American players at the time, what they thought of putting Jack Nicholas on the team because he might have to play 36 holes on a given day, and maybe he was a little too long in the tooth to make it that far. Somebody asked Payne Stewart that, and he said, "Yeah, I don't know. It's a good idea to put, you know, Jack oh boy, out there. That's controversial topic, huh?" And on the way, I thought, you know what? Before I, I better write this down. So I, this is before the days where it was easy to just hit. Set, right. you know, whatever on the computer. So, so I, I transcribed the entire quote of, of Payne Stewart and, uh, and uh, from the newspaper onto a piece of paper so I could take it um, and, and ask Nicholas about that. And for the first 10 minutes, I wish I had the audio of this thing. And there was also a video at some point. Um, and uh, for 10 minutes, I didn't make a peep because I was like, these guys know what they're doing. I don't want Albie Oxenrider to, to now, see. Do you have a cameraman there? I had, I had a shooter with you. You got a shooter with you? All right. I had a shooter. Oh, yeah. Here we and, go. Uh, and finally, I summoned uh, the moxie, the temerity to, 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 to stick the microphone to the Golden Bear and, and ask him. They're all asking, what's a Western PA? What do you like about golf here versus other places, whatever? You stick and the I microphone s- in his face and you say, hey, uh, why don't you put an A between Nick and Lus? It's weird. It's Nicholas. You, everybody says Nicholas. So why don't you just put that? Why is it why is it N I C K L A U S? No, I mean everybody pronounces it Nicholas, so why don't you make it Nicholas? I think it's terrific how how the the laughs you're getting behind the glass. I'm really happy for you. Look at Spaghetti, so happy. <laughs> Never been so happy. That's the first smile I've seen on I was MVP's so miserable face. until then. Like, thank you. Well, good. I'm glad for everybody. I'm glad for everybody. Did I ruin the moment? No. I asked Nicholas about I asked him about Payne Stewart and he says the best possible response is of course is I, well, I didn't hear. What did Payne Stewart say about me? Oh, well, let me read it to you. I read it to Jack Nicholas what he said. It, and Nicholas says, is that right? That's what uh, that's what Payne thinks, does he? Well, let Payne know that when he, uh, you know, something to. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholas. I mean, <laughs> you know, competitive, yes. But, you know, uh, old school. Oh, affable, gentleman, polite gentleman, yeah. Did not like Payne that's Stewart great. talking stuff. And the next thing I know, that I mean, the next uh, morning, you watch Sports Center. There's Dave Damashek's hand holding the Channel Two KDKA uh, mic flag, and Jack Nicholas answering my question on Sports Center. And did otherwise. they play the audio of you asking the question and reading the statement? Of course not. Oh, of course not. No, they don't do now, that did now. Did KDKA? Did KDKA <laughs> play that? 
or did they just play his response? Uh, that's a good question, and I don't remember the answer. But I do know – I mean, listen, we've uh, the DDFP this summer has broken news from Cliff Averill besmirching the Pete Carroll era, Willie McGinnis speculating about Tom Brady, where, whether he would retire with an, another Lombardi. These things have made national news, and you watch them or see them elsewhere. They're like, on an NFL program, you know, there's no – No. When's it my turn? Nobody attests. When's it my turn? You're just you the, know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah. You're the, uh, you're the anonymous source. Sources have told SportsCenter that uh, Cliff Averill said Pete Carroll uh, was losing it by the time he was finished there. And why a why in the word anonymous? Can it, no, just yeah, there we to, go again. See, no laughs on that. Oh, no, they shake heads. That one's not good enough. No spaghetti and an MVP. That doesn't meet their their minimum standard of high comedy. The why actually? Oh, works. their hero, Matt Moore. Matt Moore <laughs> says, oh, I smoke cigarettes and my my two legs are this are are are, are the same diameter as a cigarette. Oh, worship me! <laughs> it's ridiculous. Where's your honor? Uh, no wonder you would like Idaho with that skinny thing. It's just like right. legs. That's what that's it's right, like. Man. Just like that's what Idaho legs. looks like. It's Matt Money Smith turned on turned his head. Down. My big fat belly. Uh, that got a little chuckle behind the glass. Yeah, they're into that. They're just trying to placate All you right, here. The Seattle Seahawks are not going to make the playoffs. And the reasons seem to be clear to me. Yes, Doug Baldwin is perennially now slept upon. Maybe the most underrated wide receiver in the game. Certainly belongs in everybody's top ten for what that measure is worth. Russell Wilson, another guy who at least has a lot of mixed um, – gets a lot of mixed reaction from people who should know better. It seems to me that Russell Wilson is one of the very best guys doing it. You mean as a as in terms of his performance or in yeah. terms of his personality? No, I'm not talking oh, okay. about his personality. I'm talking about him as a football player. No, I think everybody's – I think most no, people are good. No, no, no. There are a lot so, huh? of people who will oh. tell you Russell Wilson was a passenger on the way to that first Super Bowl title. They denigrate him. Yeah, he's fine. I don't know exactly what motivates that opinion, but to me, he is – yeah, not that this is everything, but he's as, as dangerous – a scrambler, a guy who can make plays with his legs and extend plays and, and give the defense headache with that ability and running away from them, Fran Tarkenton style, right? Spaghetti, you don't, you're not as impressed with uh, Russell Wilson. No, it's not true at all. Is that true? I think he's should MVP candidate. Yeah, I, I felt like he was an MVP sure. candidate for most of the year last Top year. Three to five. That he was, yeah. you know, if the Seahawks make the postseason, he's got a legit shot at that MVP. It just seems like he's gotten kind of weird. Like, I don't know if you saw that one interview he did about his alter ego, and I can't remember what, what word he kept using, if you guys remember what it was. Um, well, he says he also oh. said, like, Jesus has spoken to him. And well, there's the, that. The concussion and the, water. The concussion water. Like, the and there is. Ciara oh, I wish, he, I wish he had, like, a. Oh, a, Unlimited. That's it. Did you see that interview? It was crazy. you got to pull that and play it on another DDFP. Unlimited, it is his alter my, ego or my, something? You know, my answer to everything is now Unlimited. So somebody asked me, like, what's the potential of this team? Unlimited. It's crazy. He's, like, losing his mind up there right now. I think now. it'd be fun if he had, like, if he called himself, like, Blaze, you know. <laughs> well, when Blaze gets out on the field, <laughs> Blaze is dangerous. Another defense team better be afraid. Unlimited. Really? It's weird. Yeah, I, you got to pull it. Here's the thing I will say, though, in response to that. You can be weird because I always look to, I know it was a different era, but Terry Bradshaw was making country music records and making. Yes. And making. Hooper. I have it on cassette. Do you really? I have the Terry Bradshaw country album on cassette. As a I have of fact. I have one of his uh, albums in, uh, in uh, uh, record form. 
I have an oh, album. Hey now. I have Some an album of his. Um, but yes, I think that. Uh, but listen, I know again it was a different era, but he was, you know, he was a pretty prominent uh, pseudo celebrity with his country music and shooting movies like Hooper, and um, and so on. So and you know that didn't seem to deter the Steelers from. Um, rallying behind him. Sure. The problem is who's rallying behind Russell Wilson at this point. That defense is shot, right? A little bit. I mean, especially I mean, sad news done. with Cam Ch- Chancellor. That's a bummer. It is a legitimate bummer about the premature end of Cam Chancellor's career, but Michael Bennett is gone. Cliff Averill's gone. Richard Sherman. I mean, you still got Bobby Wagner there. I'm guessing they're trading the Earl best. Thomas before this whole thing and I gets think rolling. Earl, I mean, Earl Thomas uh, apparently wants out. Yeah. And in a division that now features the Rams, which is a superior defense, the pieces to me, straight up, piece for piece, the Niners seem like they now have a better defense, especially if you're right about Earl Thomas. Right. No, I'm with you. I, look, I I, I'm, those, I'm not going to argue that they're out. And I don't love those. I don't love those guys who are delivering. Uh, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, obviously more of this kind of a guy, like in the box kind of safety. But Earl Thomas is a guy who throws himself around pretty good there, and he's been in the league for more than a minute now. And when those guys are beating up other guys, they tend to get beaten up as the career. Yeah, I think, out. you know, it's it's what we celebrated Cam Chancellor for, right? That he was so versatile and able. I mean, gosh. The, the iconic play in the Super Bowl is the one that everybody's passing around right now. You know, that hit on Demarius Thomas. And it's not like it was, you know, a, a missile-type hit where he lowered himself and, and launched. No, it was just that was Cam Chancellor. You come over the middle, and, and it's good pad level. It's a solid legal tackle. But you do that a lot and um, after seven, eight years. And I, I the one thing I really, really don't like is any time that there is a, a uh, relevant player within the division going to a, a foe in the division. That's the right. worst. Now you're going to see Dick Sherman a couple yeah. times a year for all the reasons, not just for what he does on the field, but what he certainly can say. And you, we, we, we talked to a lot of different NFL players about that. Like, what's it matter that James Harrison left Pittsburgh? What can he tell Bel- Bill Belichick really about what the Steelers are doing? Some guys will say, oh, nothing. Other guys will say, oh, he can tell him. He can, he can give him everything. He can give him the blueprint. Can't Dick Sherman basically tell? Here's what Pete Carroll wants out of a defense. Here's how I would think so, right? That. Certainly. I mean, you would see that For all a the smart time. Smart guy like Dick Sherman, he can't go up and uh, tell Kyle Shanahan and company like, here's exactly what Pete Carroll loves doing in this situation. Surely he knows that. There, uh, you see that a lot with um, backups or practice squad, like the kind of that fourth string quarterback. Uh, a lot of times, you will see teams, and I did not know this until it was brought up to me last year. Um, you'll see teams that are playing an opponent in the first week. Uh, if that fourth quarterback gets cut, you will see them bring that quarterback into camp um, from the team that cut them if that's their first or second week opponent, just to pick their brain for some things and try to figure some things I out. I think that's fun. Yeah. I think we should see more of that sort of uh, espionage in our sports. All right. How long have we been going now, uh, Emma VP? Uh, about 65 minutes. 65 minutes? What yeah. happened? I thought we were on about 40. I checked out like 15 minutes ago. Mm. Sure you did. She didn't check out when I made the Jack Nicholas joke, yeah, Besides though. that. That's good, right, yeah. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up then. Uh, Money, while you're here, do you want to read one Eddie Spaghetti yes. tweet? There you go. It's his passion. I'm sure you didn't take a break on your vacation from reading Eddie Spaghetti tweets. <laughs> the most New York this sports is fan the we best have. One. Oh, I was on vacation, so I didn't see any of these. Oh, good. Oh, here it is. Ready? <clears throat> My Uber driver turned off Everlong for some pop crap. 
even after I was noticeably bobbing my head to it. I award you no stars. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best one. He also tweeted out a picture of his tuchus. He did? Yeah. His bear tuchus? No. It was, uh, actually, both those tweets uh, involve – I was going to plans with Emma, who no longer cares uh, about friendship with me. But, uh, yes, the, the, the Uber <laughs> driver had a, good, a great song on, turned it off for a, a very strange, like, foreign song. And then the, the, uh, the, the behind picture was uh, my girlfriend called me at a strange angle on these t- very, very much too tight orange they shorts. They were very Ooh. tight. If uh, only there were stores where you could buy – uh, pants that fit better. My mother sent me them for well, my birthday put on in some May. <laughs> so I did the typical guy thing of you you rip the tags off and then you put them on. You're like, right. oh no. And then so the problem is the waist fit surprisingly, but the thighs were no not no help. Yeah. But my girl was like, ah, oh, looks they look good. And All and right. by then it was just uh, we might need to start a conditioning program for the season for the DDFP <laughs> yeah. staff. It, yeah. All right, great stuff, Matt Money Smith is always always great enjoy stuff. it. Well, I mean, I don't know. MVP, I do. But I'm glad Maybe you, you know don't. What? Emma VP is a trooper. You know, she's going through a tough time emotionally right now. But she showed up to do the show. Spaghetti and his tuchus made it as well. So thanks to everybody. It's tough being Quadzilla. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Saquon. He has never had a care oh, yet. Yeah. He's in love with him already. All right. Play the out music there, Emma VP. Oh, program note. We're not going to do another show this week, right? Right. We're going to celebrate the red, white, and blue and eat a bunch of wieners and uh, French Mustard fries. and onions. Some, some, some ketchup. You know what? That's my message to you. Go put ketchup on your wiener. It's a Don't free country that. still. Don't do it. Don't listen to Chairman Mao. Be an American. Talk to you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.